Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's very special edition of Riding the Storm Out. If you look to the right side of your screen, you'll see that Dan Fisher has gotten amazingly older over the last 10, 10 minutes. Now, this, Dan's not with us today. Dan's on the road doing whatever it is he's doing. Is that causing trouble somewhere? Heaven knows. But I have a very, very special guest with us today as we are going to be a little bit more specific to issues closer to home. However, the the big picture is relative anywhere across the United States because the issues are the same. However, we're going to talk specifically about some of the local elections upcoming here in the state of Oklahoma. As I said last time, I'll say again today, elections aren't won by the majority. Elections are won by the majority of people who vote. So Christians, it's imperative that we show up and that we be well-informed. And with that, my special guest today is a longtime good friend. Actually, he has been a mentor uh, who has trained, helped train me along the way in my development of the principles or proper principles of civil government. And now for the last 10 years or so, he and his wife, Linda, have been wonderful members of our congregation. I believe this man is one of the most knowledgeable men uh, on the issue of civil government in the state of Oklahoma that has ever walked the planet. My good friend, and welcome to today's broadcast, Charlie Meadows. Great to be here again. Charlie, are you ready to break down some of these smaller races? We're even going to get into some of the judicial races. Right. So we're going to cover about 10 or 15 items here. Very important that you be informed to go vote. Let's start with one that you're passionate about, State Senate, which is Logan County, State Senate District 21. Go. Okay. Well, first off, it's 28. 20, I'm okay. sorry, 28, 28. That's all right. Um, I need to tell the folks that on your ballot, you will not likely have a state senator. You have to understand only half of the senators run every two years. Gotcha. So depending on what district you're in, you might not. And of that half, which would be 24, um, maybe 10 of those didn't draw an opponent. Mm -hmm. And maybe another 8 or 10 have been settled in the primary, primary runoff. So there's probably only three or four state Senate races. So the one I want to mention first is Senate District 28, which happens to be the district that I live in. And that includes all of Seminole County, all of Lincoln County, a little bit of Pottawatomie, a little bit of Oklahoma County, the Ar uh, Arcadia Luther area, and about the southeastern third of Logan County where I live. Okay. And so we have a moderate, and I've actually heard her in a debate, a moderate Democrat by the name of Karen Rackley running against Grant Green, whom I believe is corrupt as they can be, and certainly was enticed and urged to run by what I call the Republican swamp. Unfortunately, he won over a good, godly man in Jeff McComas in the primary. I'm actually going to vote for the Democrat. I would rather have a moderate Democrat there than a corrupt, perhaps crooked, uh, Republican senator. If this moderate Democrat doesn't do well, this is a Republican mm -hmm. district, we can come back in four years and replace her. Also, remember this. We have a 39 to, uh, excuse me, oh, to nine, nine advantage so if we lose this one seat here, it's no big, if, uh, no big deal. We've got a super majority there still. 
So the so, reality is in the state of Oklahoma, we have a supermajority on both sides. Mm-hmm. The fact that we don't get more done that we'd like to see, it's not the Democrats' fault. That's they right. can't stop it. It's the rhinos, which is what you're alluding to. Right. And we talk about party platform, and I'll talk about that openly anymore. No, there is no confusion as far as the Democrat Party platform. You look at the platform, it's pro-baby murder, even up through birth, even after birth. It's pro-LGBT propaganda and grooming of our children. It's pro-redefining marriage. It's pro-socialism. It's anti-biblical. It's anti-God. And it's actually pro-bad education. Pro-bad education. (laughs) That's exactly right. So as far as the platforms go, there's without doubt. However, Mm -hmm. in a state like Oklahoma, where we are overwhelmingly conservative, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of people that run as Republicans that really aren't. Right. They're either Democrats who want to win the race, so they coyly disguise themselves, yeah. or they're just part of the rhinos, those that really like big government, that really are corrupt, and they just campaign on one issue, uh, and then once they're elected behind the scenes, they work mm-hmm. against us. So, so that being clarified. Ultimately, back, on, on the Senate race, if you have uh, a state Senate seat on your ballot, vote Republican, unless you're in District 28, <laughs> and don't vote for Grant Green, vote for Karen <laughs> Rackley, okay? All right, an important race that we see yes. next listed. And we have seen the damage that Soros-backed corrupt DAs can do in the major cities. Yes. Now we have an opening. Our existing DA is not running for re-election. He has been... Uh, well, uh, there's an open seat right now. So well, talk well, about well, Kevin Kelly. Before, before we do that, okay, let's get to the one exception on a state house race. Okay. And that is House District 33 out of Stillwater. Okay. Okay. That The, the Democrat is the incumbent. Uh, she is a very liberal. Uh, we had a great, a godly man, Pastor Aaron Means, uh, a, a black retired dentist, from, uh, lieutenant colonel from the U.S. Air Force, ran against her last time and lost by only three percentage points. Wow. He didn't run again. I really wished that he would have done so, but he didn't. And so the 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 fellow that ended up winning this is a 23-year-old uh, a former student from OSU who is not only a homosexual, he aggressively, aggressively promotes the homosexual agenda. And because of that, I'm urging people – to vote for the Democrat, or just if you can't do that, just, just leave vote. it blank. So that's uh, District 33, House District? District 34, House 34, District, okay. which is per, pretty much the city of Stillwater. That's where that is. And what was her name that you— I, I don't, I don't, don't have know. It. So the Democrat <laughs> yeah. in Stillwater. Yes. Okay, I got you. Very good. So right. District so. 34, House District 34. Vote for the Democrat. Right. I never right. thought I'd hear Charlie Meadows saying those uh, words. It, and you And State Senate District 28. Vote for the Democrat once again. Right. But I, I understand right. wolves in sheep's clothes. And, and, and in the House, Paul, we have 83 Republicans and 18 Democrats. And this is not even replacing a Republican. This would just keep a Democrat. So in once office. again, we have supermajority. Yeah, we have supermajority the, there. And let's don't reward the Republicans that voted yeah. poorly yeah. in the primary. And, and, and this guy barely won the primary runoff. And, and, uh, and sadly, so, a lot of the Fox News Republicans have just given up mm-hmm. the issue of mm-hmm. biblical sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, God created us male and female. He ordained sexual intimacy. Right. That it's holy between a husband and his wife alone. 
Hebrews 13.4. Right. Anything outside of that is called sin. Yeah. And then there is gross perversions. Now, we cannot ever say that's okay. What God says stands regardless of what public opinion is. Now, district attorney race. Yeah. Oklahoma County, we've got the largest city in the state of Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. And Kevin Calvey and Vicki Behenna. Of course, Kevin has been a longtime friend of mine since he was back in the legislature. But talk about this race in particular. Okay. So your district attorney races, there's 27 district attorneys in the state of Oklahoma. And it's one of the most important race, uh, most, most important positions. It's one that George Soros really mm -hmm. likes to put money into and, 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 and put one of these liberals in who won't enforce the law, won't prosecute. Now, I don't believe Vicki Bahena is a George Soros-backed candidate. In the primary, there was one in the primary and uh, uh, on the Republican side, and, and she didn't win. Okay. And so now it's down to Kevin Calvey and, and Vicki Bahina. Um, however, Vicki used to be a, uh, a, federal, uh, a federal prosecutor. And in latter years, she switched to a public defender. Mm -hmm. Whereas Kevin Calvey, uh, his prosecutorial uh, experience was in, in Iraq, mm -hmm. prosecuting really bad Real guys. terrorists, yeah. Yeah, and and so I'm just saying I'm always a little concerned about putting a defense attorney in the position that's actually should be for the prosecution. Now, Oklahoma uh, County is uh, the most liberal county that we have in the state of Oklahoma. So these races are very important. And there's another reason that this is important, and it, or it's going to apply over several times. In Oklahoma County, the governance is by a what's called a budget board. In other words, all the elected officials in the county have a say-so uh, in the governance of the county. Most counties are governed by three county commissioners. They're the highest. Mm -hmm. But in the budget board... And so that makes every single elected official in the county very important. And so I would rather see that stay as a Republican there uh, overall to, to uh, uh, keep some really bad things from happening in county government. And, and we've seen some of that. Even in Oklahoma, we've seen some really bad policies enacted at the city level. Mm -hmm. uh, Oklahoma City in particular, Tulsa also, and hoping to spread that out from mm -hmm. there and affect the other, uh, all 77 counties. So mm -hmm. Kevin Calvey then is the endorsement yep. for uh, district attorney in District 7, which would include Oklahoma City. Now, this is an easy one. Good friend. I've known this guy for a long time. And this is a quality individual running for county assessor, Larry Stein. If you would, Charlie, go ahead and talk about the assessor's race. So um, Larry Stein uh, was an assistant um, to uh, assistant assessor for many, many years. And basically, he was running, the, running that office. He is supremely qualified uh, to do this. And you have a, a, a Democrat here. And and uh, in in the fact of Nick Singer, I don't know anything about Nick, but it goes back to this budget board. You don't want another Democrat on that budget board to swing the whole decisions of the county. Possibly, you lose you lose those two seats, and you're starting to move to control of the county yeah. government, 
and you may see them cut the budget of the sheriff's department Mm -hmm. or something to that nature. So it's very important that we uh, elect uh, uh, Mr. Stein, and Larry has really modernized that that office. It is transparent. It is open, and uh, I would highly recommend uh, a vote for Larry. So, Kevin Calvey, District Attorney, Larry Stein for Oklahoma County Assessor. Mm-hmm. What about County Treasurer, Forrest Butch Freeman versus Brandon Kirkpatrick? Yeah, uh, Butch has been there for forever. And, he and Inhofe uh, came in the same yeah. year. <laughs> and, uh, I, I didn't care for Butch all that much for his support of John Wetzel, mm-hmm. who I thought was a very bad sheriff. Uh, but Wetzel's moved on. We have a good sheriff there now. And yeah, Tommy Butch, Johnson is a great yes, man. Yes, yeah. and, and Butch has pretty well stayed true to good governance of the county. So in this situation, I'm, I'm endorsing Butch uh, in this one. Now, you just talked about the budget board. County Commissioner District 3, yep. what role does that play? Okay, this is where it really gets really gets uh, serious here. We have in, in, uh, in the county, we have one... Bernie Sanders, radical revolutionary, uh, that is the incumbent of one of the districts, District 2, would be. And should Kathy Cummings win, you will have two radical Bernie Sanders revolutionaries. She's really bad. And and, uh, what they can do, you get two, they can call the next meeting— and they have the power to do away with the budget board and return it to a county commissioner where form of government, yep. where those two are the majority, and and that would that would uh, make the the lone Republican on there, which his name slips slips me right now. I can see his face. Miles Davidson. No, no, no. Oh, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, Miles is running. Uh, this is Kevin Calvey's old okay. Okay. old okay. old seat here. I uh, can't think of his name right now, but but he's he's a good guy, and he actually was not going to run two years ago, and when he saw that uh, oh, what was uh, a radical revolutionary was going to run for that, he decided to run to save that seat, and now we've got to make sure that Miles Davison, and he's been a Kevin's assistant for a long time, he knows the job thoroughly and things like that. You do not want Kathy Cummings here. She really is a radical. And, uh, we have so. seen just how dangerous bad county and city government mm-hmm. can be over mm-hmm. the last couple of years with all the defund the police efforts, with the mask mandates, shutting down businesses. So these are critical positions. We typically think we go out and vote for president or U.S. senator. No, no, no. We have to think local first because that is the area that really affects us the most. Now, one of the things that we generally always overlook are these judiciary appointments or yeah. elections, whether it be retaining justices on the Supreme Court or the Civil Court of Appeals. Charlie, do you have any specific? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven district or excuse me, different judicial races. Uh, I guess two of them are district judges. Yeah, I have no information on those two. I only have information on the appellate court judges and justices. Well, sadly, we are going to continue to work on this and get better, but we're getting more. Mm -hmm. We have more Charlie's picks to go Mm -hmm. than we have had in the past. So do you want to start with Oklahoma Supreme Court? That obviously is most visible. All right. So uh, the Oklahoman really did a service here. 
uh, the a week or two ago. The Daily Oklahoma. Did some real journalism? They actually did something I've never seen In the last decade, ever really? before. Oh, wow. And they actually had all four of the Supreme Court justices on the front page, gave a little block of information about all four of them, and then they listed about eight or ten votes that they've cast, so you have a pretty good idea of who and what they are. Now, I will just say this, that two of the judges that have been are, that are on here are recent appointees of Governor Stitt. Okay. Now, Governor Stitt has made some very good appointments to office. He's made some very bad ones. Another problem I have with him. But the first one on your ballot will be uh, Dustin Rowe. And he's, he's on there. I'm going to vote for him. Uh, I, I have a concern about him. He is definitely pro-life, but I have a concern, and that's because uh, he uh, was a judge for one of the tribes, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. And I'm, I'm just going to say something, Paul, I don't mean to get us in too much trouble here, but uh-huh. I've studied this for 25 years, and we have a serious problem in our relationships with the tribes. Uh, I have determined in all my research that some years ago the tribes declared war upon the state of Oklahoma mm-hmm. for control of the state. And they have the advantage. They have the legal advantage in many other ways. And so I'm concerned about him, but there's not a lot of votes to really measure him on. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for him on, on this particular race. The next one is James Winchester. James is not pro-life. Okay. He is the uh, he's the husband of Susan Winchester, who was a, quite a liberal uh, state lawmaker, uh, and he was put on here, I believe, by Frank Keating. We tried to take him out a number of years ago, and we came very close to taking him out. He only got uh, probably 57, 58 percent of the vote. That's close. Normally, they yeah. win with 66 to 68 percent, and so I'm a definitely a no on him. Uh, the next one on District 6, and I'm going to point something out to our listeners here so and, and, and viewers here so they'll understand this. We have Dana Kuhn, and she's the most recent appointment, but she hasn't, she hasn't uh, cast any votes yet. Okay. Okay. Now, Dana is very interesting. She was moved from the Criminal Court of Appeals to here. Okay. Okay. And on the Criminal Court of Appeals— uh, She's very strong pro-life, okay? But here's my concern about her uh, and I, why I'm not going to vote for her. On her license plate, it's a tribal mm. tag, and she's in favor of the McGirt decision. And the McGirt decision is one of the biggest disasters mm-hmm. that we have had hit us in our entire time. So while, while she is pro-life, Here's, again, another, another mm-hmm. one of these boneheaded mistakes mm-hmm. that Stitt has made by putting her on the court when she's so strong with the tribes and McGirt. Now, let me say this. Probably, my sources tell me, she probably was the best of the three presented to him. Now, here's something people need yeah. to understand. Yeah. We have, I believe, nine districts in the state of Oklahoma when there's a vacancy, any attorney in, a, in that district can put their name in the hopper to run. And then the Judicial Nominating Committee supposedly vets all of these people, and they pick three, and they give three to the governor, and he has to choose from those three. 
Okay, so she probably was the best of the three mm -hmm. put put to him. But here's the reality: he doesn't have to accept any of them. He can say, "I don't want any of them. Give me three Try more." Mm -hmm. And there was someone else by the name of Musman out there who would have been better. They didn't put Musman up the, up the judicial nominating committee because he was too conservative for him. So if Stitt had said, you know, I appreciate this, but I don't think I'll put any of these on here. Keep trying. Uh, give, me, give me three more, mm -hmm. and let's say there was only two or three less, mm -hmm. then they'd have to give him uh, someone else. And that's a mistake that Stitt made, in my opinion. But I, I can't vote for her because I just don't know where she's going to go on that. Gotcha. And another thing we need to understand about every time we've passed good pro-life legislation, the opponents of that legislation always file their suits in state court or always in the past they have because our state Supreme Court has been very hostile mm -hmm. to the pro-life mm -hmm. people. And I think Stitt, to his credit, has changed that. He's gotten two appointments on there, and he's made a change on that. So the next one here, the, the last one, is a vote no on uh, Douglas Combs, another really bad uh, Supreme Court justice. So I think most of our audience is not aware, unlike the president, who can just nominate whoever he would like mm -hmm. for a Supreme Court position, a vacant mm -hmm. position. That's not the case in Oklahoma. The, there's a recommendation that's given to him by a, basically a board of attorneys. Yeah. Most attorneys, I don't think, are terribly conservative there to begin with. There are 15 members. Okay. And, and some are put on there by uh, President Pro Tem of the Senate, some Speaker of the House. There are five, supposed four or five are supposed to be civilians, non-attorneys. Mm -hmm. The rest are put on by the Oklahoma Bar Association, which is a very liberal organization. Do tell. Oh, Come yes, on. sir. <laughs> <laughs> so some of this needs to, needs to be addressed with our state constitution. Yeah. However, uh, as far as these Supreme Court justices, you say yes on Dustin Rowe, mm -hmm. uh, District 2. You no say on the other no three. No on the other three, Winchester, mm -hmm. Keene, and Combs. Mm -hmm. All right, judges for the Oklahoma Court of Civil Appeals. Let's go down that list. Okay, so there are five on here. There are none on here for the Criminal Court of Appeals, but there are five for the Civil um, uh, Court of Appeals. Uh, the first one um, is uh, Gregory Blackwell. I'm a no on him. Uh, the and that's that's uh, District Three Office One. District Three Office Two is uh, John F. Fisher, and it's actually, even though he was a Brad Henry appointee, he's one, he's been one of the better in his performance. Okay. So I'm a yes on him, and then on uh, number four, uh, we have Barbara Swinton. She's probably the worst uh, judge on on the Court of Criminal Appeals. She's a no, no, and if you can vote three times, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't do that. <laughs> and then the last one is Tom Prince. He's the, he's the most recent one on there. And uh, I'm, I'm a yes on Tom. I've known Tom for a long time. Um, I've disagreed with him a time or two, but overall, I think he's a good uh, judge, and he doesn't have a whole, uh, a, a real long voting record on here, but I, I believe he, he deserves to be put on there for. What uh, about one District One Office One? We missed uh, Stacy Hickson. Uh, uh, bottom of the page, you have her on there. Uh, no, I okay. don't. Well, I've got her on this page. No, well, I think that that is a district judge here. Okay. 
Okay. That I, is, again, I don't know anything okay. about the Oklahoma okay. County District Judges. Okay. I only do appellate court judges. Gotcha. There's this time factor, Paul. Gotcha. <laughs> what? You're retired now. Come on, Charlie. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to, for those of you that are just tuning in, uh, Charlie has been, Charlie Meadows has been a long time friend, probably known Charlie for 20 plus years. He's been oh, okay. a member of our church for at least 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, early on years ago, as I was getting more engaged and thinking biblically about this realm called civil government, Charlie has been a great friend and mentor, and as I've said earlier in the broadcast, he is as as knowledgeable about Oklahoma politics as anybody that I've ever met. So these opinions given are Charlie's. However, Charlie is a true believer, loves the Lord Jesus. He and Linda are a wonderful part of our church. He is a true blue conservative. Uh, started Oak Pack 30 years ago, and uh, I can just tell you from my relationship with Charlie and his walk, I trust his opinion greatly. So take it for what it is, but if you are in the state of Oklahoma, it's certainly something you should consider. Let's go back and review uh, some of the things that we covered last time that we didn't talk about today. We talked about some of these states and just a few states and some county offices today. Of course, we recommended Butch Freeman, Larry Stein, Kevin Calvey, uh, actually two Miles Davidson. Yeah, Miles Davidson, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. You actually supported two Democrats, oddly enough, Mm -hmm. but for state senate. You supported Karen Rackley. Mm-hmm. And then for House District 34, mm-hmm. you supported, uh, you said the, there's an LGBT activist that's running mm-hmm. as a as a Republican. Yeah. And you were taking the other position on that. Right. All right. right. Now, statewide offices. Of course, our federal offices, we have to have Republican control of the U.S. Senate right. in order to have the Senate pro tem. Uh, We have to have control of the House of Representatives in order to unseat Nancy Pelosi and get someone less awful than Nancy Pelosi in that office. So Republican across the board there. As far as some of the statewide office, state superintendent, this is very important. Ryan Walters, the Republican for superintendent of public education, Uh, We have seen what the Democrats are doing with the LGBT grooming propaganda, Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the Black Lives Matter, with the critical race theory, all of this nonsense. We're doing everything except actually educate our children now in public ed. That's right. We're doing our best to indoctrinate them into little uh, LGBT activists, uh, climate activists, and socialists. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Some of them survive it. They've they've got strong family at home or something. Some of them can survive it, but so many of our kids, uh, by the time they're ready to graduate, they speak a language that yep. their parents don't understand. <laughs> and quite frankly, we're tra- we're commanded, train yep. up your children That's right. in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We're not doing that anymore in public ed. This is a critical race for those kids that are trapped in public education. Mm-hmm. Uh, State Treasurer, Todd Russ. Todd's a good friend. Mm-hmm. This is an important office because we've seen many conservative state treasurers moving state funds out of black rock out of these esg scored companies right. out of vanguard which is important we've got to start weaponizing our money as christians attorney general getner drummond the republican over the libertarian linda Steele, lieutenant governor what ought to be an easy race uh, matt pinnell the republican you know everybody loves the backup quarterback everybody loves the lieutenant governor mm-hmm. matt Patel pinnell for re-election there and then a very important race probably the two most important Superintendent of Public Education, Ryan Walters, and and now Governor, Mm -hmm. Governor Kevin Stitt. As you have said, not perfect. Mm -hmm. However, he has signed legislation on critical race theory, gender reassignment in our Oklahoma hospitals, uh, girls' athletics, defending girls' athletics. 
Oklahoma, for the first time in my lifetime, has no abortion clinics operating in it. Right. He's assigned the bathroom bill. He's done some good He's things. He's been really good on social issues and, again, business issues. But they're obviously maybe being a novice. Give him some benefit of the doubt. Hopefully we will have continued greater influence on him. Actually had a meeting in his office today. Okay. So hopefully the door is opening. We certainly are continuing to try and celebrate many of these strong pieces of legislation that he's already signed. And hopefully he will listen to the conservative Christian base uh, as, as we help counsel over these next few, four years, right. God willing. Right. So, folks... I hope you've enjoyed my special guest, Charlie Meadows. That wraps up all the time we have for this week's edition of Riding the Storm Out. We look forward to being with you next time. And my partner in crime, Dan Fisher, will likely be back in the saddle with us when we see you again next time. But until then, may God bless you. Amen.